buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and tie your tennis shoes down the front. <laughs> it's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast currently about Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. We kind of got goofed on by the by the YouTube video that we were watching with all the cutscenes where they repeated a full block of 20 minutes of cutscenes, which means that all my time estimates were wrong. So my plan my plan for what we were going to watch this week got a little bit tweaked, but we we're just going to finish the prologue. I think that's fine. Yeah, this this I think there's some great stuff here, but it isn't too much stuff. No, yeah. I What what did we end on? We we ended I think, we I, think en- I moved stuff around last time too. We ended right before we get the big reveal of the cloak man. Oh, yes. Uh, and my favorite part that comes along with that is Diz's response to it. Yes. Yeah, it's very good. Well, let's let's just get right into it. Uh, yeah, we're in the uh, we're in the computer room and Diz is monitoring uh, Sora's progress while Coatman is uh, taught. Oh, right. Roxas is still falling off the clock tower right now. I guess he is. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of left that as a as a cliffhanger as a tower faller. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah black coat guy he's got the blue gem from roxas's trophy which does that imply did roxas drop it or is this implying that coat man pushed roxas i feel like it may be that he pushed roxas because he tripped him and took his money and now he pushed him off a tr- clock tower and stole his gem <laughs> he just, he's so mean he just likes to punk this digital kid yeah, uh, he's he's got the blue gem from Roxas's trophy. He's got the money bag, and he puts it in the money bag uh, that he also stole from Roxas. Uh, maybe this should have been on last week's uh, part because <laughs> Diz explains what the hell was going on when Roxas talked to Kyrie, which is when Namine met Roxas, that made Roxas. His heart got in contact with Kyrie's, which then made Sora's, here we go, Sora's memory restoration jumped way ahead. Yes? Uh, yeah, it seem, seems like it. I think okay. that's right. I'm glad we've made sense of that. Yeah. Uh, and Diz, Diz says the nominee. She's not like other nobodies. Yeah, she is. She doesn't listen to Taylor Swift. Yeah. She wears a dress that looks like it's made out of a out of a cheat. <laughs> it's not like other girls. Oh, D- uh, black coat guy asks who's nobody she is, and Diz says, "Well, I'll tell you that if you tell me who you are." And he takes off his hood, and he's fucking handsome. Yeah. So thoughts. Thoughts are how many handsomes are we up to now? I mean, chronologically, it, or in terms of the series, we've got Brown Bag is Ansem. Mm-hmm. We've got Riku possessed by Ansem. We've got Ansem in Riku's heart in Chain of Memories. Is that all of them? And then oh, and we, then this one. And then this one. And I'm still pretty suspicious of Diz. Because uh-huh. Diz got what looks like Ansem face underneath all the belts. And then if we... So we've got four, maybe five, and I'll bring it up to a full definite five just for in honor of boat. Oh, oh great. So we've got we've got five ansoms or something. Yeah. Uh, and Diz laughs his ass off. (laughs) 
It's an honor, handsome. Yeah, I don't know why he thinks it's so funny that he's handsome. And did he already kind of know? Did he know? Was he just playing? I don't understand what Diz is doing here. Uh, this is a this is a great moment, and I I look forward to digging more into it in the future when we know more about Diz and Ansem and how they know each other. Because like, uh, does this imply that he was just working with a nameless person in a robe, or is he just kind of fucking with him because he knows we're watching? I th- if I remember correctly, uh, we will learn how they got in contact in days. I I think I'm pretty sure. Okay. Great. Um, uh, but we're not going to get to that for a whole year. Because <laughs> it's the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I said that wrong. I said a whole year, which is not accurate. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Diz laughs his ass off and says it's an honor uh, to meet Ansem. We then we go to the big funny chair room that the organization has where the chairs are taller than God. These chairs are still very stupid. <laughs> they're not going to get any less stupid, unfortunately. Or fortunately? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, li- I like them. They're just very dumb. Fortunately, they will never get less stupid. There will never be a an interior makeover scene. <laughs> Let's bring the chairs down a little bit. I would like to Is see you... that. And I'd, like, I'd like to see them all with little ice creams on their chairs, too. Oh, my God. I honestly don't remember if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rule it out. Uh, Axel is being, uh, ordered to kill Roxas, and he doesn't, he doesn't like that. Yeah, he's like, that's my friend. I hate that. I hate having to kill my friend. Um, and there's, there's a, there's a new guy. We haven't heard this guy's voice before. Uh, and he says something to the effect of, huh, that's weird. This is not his voice. Hmm, that's weird. You, you're usually so ruthless when it comes to traitors. You love killing traitors. You killed a whole bunch of them at Castle Oblivion, you said. <laughs> from from the way you told it, you killed, like, six of them at Castle Oblivion. And he's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what happened. Yeah, it, it, I, that's what I remember. Uh, but uh, Axel says this is different. Roxas didn't betray them. He had to leave for some reason that we don't know. And then other guy <laughs> telepathically hucks a spear at Axel and it like lodges in his chair and it does like a <laughs> it seemed a little unnecessarily aggro uh that's the organization though these these people are they're not very nice you'll find uh yeah. I love that we see a little bit of Axel's hair like fluttering when the spear cuts it off <laughs> nice touch uh but then the the old leader who of course I've already spoiled that that is Xemnas uh but we're not supposed to know that yet <laughs> Uh, he holds up his hand, and we get a familiar-looking ball of laser energy from the secret boss in Final Mix, and this is supposed to be our moment of, <gasps> that's that guy! Yeah. But I ruined that for us. But only if you did that secret boss, which you wouldn't necessarily always come across, right? Correct. I didn't even know about it until, <laughs> I don't know, I think I was vaguely aware of it going into this uh, into this podcast, but I didn't really know that much about it, to be honest. Yeah, I actually did, I didn't even know how you find it because it's it's really weird. You have to like leave Hollow Bastion and like come back later and talk to talk to like the princesses in the church room. Or it's weird. That huh? Yeah, that is that sounds bizarre. I've got I've got better things to do. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Axel says that that Zemnis is threatening to turn him into a dusk, which is something that uh, 
I don't think the mechanics of that are ever explained or really brought up again after this. Yeah, I was really, I was like, oh, you can, you can do that? Okay. Maybe it means he just like puts you in a weird gray jumpsuit with lasers on the side. <laughs> Could mean that, maybe, yeah. <laughs> what if all the dusks, all the dusks are just people in weird outfits? Well, are dusks like, no, are dusks nobodies and not heartless? Dusks are nobodies. They're the uh, they're like the sort of basic nobody we've been seeing. So I guess it could just be something to do with that. I guess right where um, they're gonna like just take his memories out. So then he's a basic. I, I don't know. Yeah, like stripping away his personhood. I guess maybe. Yeah, I don't know that we'll ever really hear much more about it after this. But there it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Roxas wakes up in his bed and he's like, oh, I didn't die. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, well, yeah, people just, you know, people in this series just take stuff in, st- in stride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to the point that uh, he goes to the hangout zone with the others and he's like really moody and he's like, guys, did I fall to my death off that tower last night or yesterday afternoon because it's always afternoon here? And they're just like, what? No, you would be dead if you died. Anyway, let's do homework. Yeah, his one friend just gives him, uh, she just gets as close as she possibly can with a really sad face and then walks away, I think. Yeah, I that's that was a weird moment. I think that that was her, like, can we please focus on our summer vacation homework that we have to do? Oh, uh, that, would, that would track, I guess, yeah. I mean, that's what my face would look like if I had homework over summer vacation. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Sorry, Twilight Town. Yeah. Of Japan. Yeah. Sorry you gotta go through that. Uh, <laughs> I th- I love this part, though, that Roxas is like... We don't really know what their homework assignment is besides, like, they have to write some kind of report. Maybe it's just, like, a what I did over summer vacation. I don't know. But uh, Roxas is like, I have an idea for a topic. What if we write about how weird everything is around me right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I... Like, what would that be, Roxas? Well, a weird jumpsuit with nothing inside of it tried to steal me from the town, and it stole the word photos. Uh, if you, you might have noticed, you couldn't say it for a day or two. That's a good point, I guess, actually. I forgot that other people were sort of familiar with this phenomenon at this point. <laughs> of course, we, we know. We know that they, they take it in stride. They don't think about it. They don't care about it. Uh, this is a weird little moment i don't know what was going on here because hayner's like ah forget it we're not doing that anyway we are doing that though right but then they do do something fairly different it seems like yeah yeah i guess i guess it's weird because roxas is like let's investigate specifically the weird stuff happening around me and hayner's like no we're gonna investigate the weird stuff happening around town, which is all to do with what's happening to Roxas, but they don't know that, I guess, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, right. The The teacher is very chill about this because it seems that like half of the school is going to be writing the same report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, this... it's, a, it's a group project. Hainer, Pencilet, Roxas, Cypher, Fu, and Rai... They're all going to do it together. I don't know if VV is in their grade or in school because they're <laughs> a little little black mage. 
Little shadow boy. Yeah. Do shadow boys go to school? Probably. They have to. Where else is he learning his magic? That's a good point. Yeah. And no one else seems all that... He seems to just be part of the gang, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's true. They're, they're never like... When when Cypher has to go up against him in the struggle, he's not like, Oh, but he's a baby! <laughs> You might be like 30 years old for all we know. <laughs> Can't I fight one of my peers? This is messed up. <laughs> Although, I don't know, Setzer's like 40 and he fought in the struggle. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they are... Oh, they get ice cream. Tick. Yep. Uh, they're going to investigate the Seven Wonders of Twilight Town. Uh I didn't write down what they all are, because it's not really important, but there's basically, there's one called the Spooky Steps, which is, ooh, it's the steps that are different going up and down, how many steps there are. But then they immediately are like, actually, Rai counted those, and he's a fucking idiot, so let's not even bother counting. <laughs> yeah, Rai just doesn't know how to count. The last two that we get are the Ghost Train Mystery and the Lonely Girl, nominee, uh... But then all the others, uh, there's four others, which are all basically, like, weird, like, nobody-caused sort of glitch-in-the-matrix stuff. This is a very silly part of the game, because uh, it, it was kind of glossed over in the cutscenes, but basically you go to this other, like, district of town, and it'll be, like, the friend from beyond the wall. Like, the rumor is that a ball will bounce out of this alleyway, and there's nobody in there. And then you get there, and it's just, like, throwing balls at you, and you have to, like, get to the end, and then it turns out it was, like, a dusk throwing balls at you. <laughs> but it, it always ends with, like, Pence walks over, and he's like, oh, it was just you throwing that ball, Roxas? Boring. Oh, well. Debunked. Uh, okay. Okay, yeah. I, I just saw, like, one of them's just, like, a dog, apparently. Yeah, that was like, there's the, it's called the animated bag. There's a bag that's running around all on its own. And then it turns out there's a dog in it, but then the dog turns out to be a dusk. So huh? that's. Huh. Um, yeah. Oh, I think we skipped my favorite scene of all of Kingdom Hearts, possibly. Sure. Is when they're on the train and. Yes, yes, I did skip over that. You're right. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to talk about this. So they're on the train. Um,. Silently, all of Roxas's friends hold up their gems, mm -hmm. and they look really happy. Roxas mm -hmm. stands up, slaps his ass, and then finds that there's no gem there, and then he just sits there sadly while his friends continue to hold up their gems, looking like they're having a great time. They don't even, they don't even acknowledge that Roxas doesn't have his. There's no, like... Oh, Roxas, did you lose yours? Or like, oh, man, oh, what happened? Like, oh, sorry, Ro like. <laughs> they're all just like haha i love having a gem yeah they're just so into holding up their gem and looking at it they don't even notice how sad roxas is <laughs> who gave you those gems you assholes <laughs> but yeah i think that's literally the funniest thing that's happened in this in these games so far to me. <laughs> it's the it's the fact that they are like so transfixed with the gems that they don't like look any they don't even like look at him they're just staring dead ahead at their gems holding them up to the sun like yes that's right and i guess this, it's green i guess this is a simulation so maybe maybe <laughs> maybe so. diz just fucked this part up any 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 weird dialogue, weird character motivations. 
Yeah. Diz fucked up. Diz fucked up. Diz is not that good at programming. What's the part where they're like, oh, let's let's study this thing, and then Hainer's like, huh, we're gonna ask around town. You go to Sunset Terrace. And then he shows up again, and he's like, huh, I changed my mind. Race ya! And then they get on the train and look at gems. And meanwhile, Diz is just, like, in the other room, like, eating Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> Diz, I think something is wrong with the with the simulation. I'll get to it later. Yeah, no beaches, though. <laughs> I don't want to get my keyboard dirty. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wasn't there... Wasn't there... Um, wasn't that dog on a beach? Uh, okay. Th- no. Uh, I guess you wouldn't have gotten a good look at the scenery... No, the dog is at the top of a hill. It's the uh, same hill okay. that they watch for the train from in a minute. Okay, good. I thought, those guys got the cinema sins. I thought maybe they actually went to a beach. Yeah, we never see the beach. Okay. Um. So, yeah, they investigate the, the things. Uh, ultimately, they get to the sixth one, the ghost train mystery, which is supposedly there's a mysterious train that rolls into town sometimes with no driver and no passengers. Uh, so they, they like wait for it on the hill. Cypher shows up and like makes fun of them. He's like, <laughs> waiting for the ghost train. Yeah. Everyone just knows about this. <laughs> this is weird though. Cause he like bullies them for investigating the mysteries. And then we find out that that's what he's going to be doing tomorrow. Right. Yeah. He he's just he's all over the place. This guy. He's he's just a little jerk. I don't remember if I said this, but I really enjoyed uh, uh, in one of the Nomura interviews that he specifically said like, "Oh yeah, I wanted Cipher to be like a real loser in this. I wanted him to be like a really embarrassing dork." That's pretty funny. I bet a lot of people didn't like that. I bet there's a lot of people that think Cipher's very very cool <laughs> in this or in Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, in this? No, I mean, just like, I, yeah, Final Fantasy VIII would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I played this as a kid, so I don't think it really registered with me that Cypher was supposed to be like, like, oh, he's acting all big, but he's just like 14 years old and he's got a, he's got a doofy little beanie on. No, I was just like, ah, oh, damn it, Cypher. He's so cool. <laughs> well, they worked on you. Yeah, it kind of went over my head that he was supposed to seem like a real dork. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cypher, uh, speak, speaking of a great example of that, he he and Roxas have like a little like, you moment. And he's like, why why do you tick me off so much? And Roxas is like, oh, maybe it's just destiny. And Cypher says, huh, in that case, let's be friends. I'm not a big fan of destiny. And then he just, like, does a manly chest thump and walks away. Yeah, what was that? That, I don't know if that's a Final Fantasy VIII callback. I, I, I never got that far in it. I know that Cypher is, like, a big character in Eight, So this, this Destiny thing might have something to do with that. Okay. Yeah, it could be. That's just a guess. Uh, but then a, then a wizard train <laughs> drives by. This train has a wizard hat on. Yeah, it's a very Disney train. 
none of the other trains in town look like that so roxas is like that must be the ghost train and he like runs to the station they follow him and he's like well guys let's get on and hater has to like grab him and he's like dude why are you about to jump onto the empty train tracks yeah there's not a train here and there's another train coming uh yeah the, the he was the only one who could see that train uh and then uh roxas again just taking it all in stride roxas is like whoa what the heck happened and hayner's like well let's just go home my friend just tried to kill himself in front of me but let's just go home (laughs) you've clearly had a long day you know you're sad that summer vacation's ending you got homework to do let's go get ice cream (laughs) but they don't no that's why that's why it's such a bad day for them because they only get ice cream once uh so, yeah, they get back to town, and Roxas is like, okay, well, what was the seventh wonder? Hayner's like, fuck that, I don't give a shit, I'm going home. Uh, Roxas, like, drags Pence along. It's the 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 mysterious girl in the mansion, because uh, no one no one's lived here for years. And Roxas just looks, and he's like, oh, there's Naminé. <laughs> yeah, she's just there. Hi, Naminé. Hey, Naminé. Oh, that's Naminé. Yeah, I've met her a few times. <laughs> yeah, she's just, that's just her room. Yeah. <laughs> she she lives there. Pence is like, huh? Nobody's there. Uh, but we get we get this scene. Uh, in it's I think the f- the beginning of it is in first person from Roxas's perspective as he sort of like astral projects into the nominee room. I guess. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It's data, um, <laughs> and we see all of nominee's drawings. Some of them are better than others. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it during the 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 intro. the cut The cutscene showed her drawings being maybe a lot better than what she actually does. I feel like the drawings that are like of scenery, like we get the keyhole in Hollow Bastion, we get the um, the mural from Traverse Town, stuff like that. Those are pretty good. But then whenever she has to draw a person, it looks like Kirby exploded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not very good, but you can tell who they are, though. Yeah, mainly just because they all have distinctive color schemes, but yeah. Uh, and Roxas sees a picture of four people in black coats, and two of the front two are him and Axel. And Naminé says, oh, that's that's your best friend Axel. And Roxas is like, <laughs> good one, Naminé, you jokester. That guy attacked me, I think. You and your comedy. And he sees this picture of Sora, Donald, and Goofy, uh... And he recognized, he's like, oh, these are, these are the ones from my dreams. I can recognize them, even though they just look like weird spiky blobs. Naminé explains what's going on, kind of. Uh, I'm putting Sora's memories back in order. I took him apart a year ago. Uh, you, you're connected to Sora, so the process is affecting you, too. So she, she tells Roxas that in order for Sora to become whole again... They need Roxas, because Roxas holds half of Sora in himself. Yeah. And we cut to Roxas, like, sitting with Naminé at the big table in the room, and he's like, Who are you, Naminé? And she says, I'm a witch! It's like, I'm a witch, or at least that's what they told me? Or Oh yeah, yeah. she says that that's just what Diz started calling her. <laughs> yeah, because Diz, Diz is a fucking jerk. <laughs> Diz just walked in and was like, First of all, you're a witch. Your feet are huge and they look ridiculous. 
You need a haircut. I mean, Diz is, as we will find out later, kind of a nobody racist. He really doesn't like nobodies. That is something that is very important to note about Diz. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a reason, but it he he does just seem pretty outrageous at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's important to remember, like, nobodies are, are a very new, poorly understood concept. So, from Diz's perspective, they're sort of like accidents created by the creation of a heartless and he's like yeah i mean they're not supposed to exist just fucking kill them <laughs> i don't know why that's kill them on site i don't know that's why that's the uh the conclusion <laughs> uh, put nominee in a wood chipper i don't know yeah <laughs> make, make things right um i wanted to step back here for a second because there's something that had been bothering me mm-hmm. which is like so it seems like Axel and Roxas have this whole history, like mm-hmm. a fairly long history. Mm-hmm. But as far as I can tell, like Roxas can't have been around for very long. Um, well, uh, I don't remember if we've really gotten into it. Do you know when Roxas was created? Well, my guess is Roxas was created when in in uh, Hollow Bastion when when Sora turned into a Heartless. Uh huh. And Sora, Sora's been in the memory pod for a year now. Yeah, but then, like, but it, it seems, did Roxas, I mean, so, but he'd been around for, like, a couple months, maybe, though, but at the beginning of Chain of Memories? Uh, if I remember correctly, because there is a timeline to this stuff, mm-hmm. I believe Chain of Memories starts officially 26 days after Sora takes his heart out. All right. I mean, I guess I guess Roxas and Axel's became friends really fast. Sora did a lot of grinding. Yeah. Okay. At the end of Kingdom Hearts one, <laughs> canonically, almost a full month between he took between him taking his heart out and him arriving at Castle Oblivion. <laughs> that or they were walking on that road uh, for a really fucking long time. Could be that. Uh, anyway. Um. Yeah. Well. Maybe we'll learn more well, about that in days. Yeah, and I guess it just seems like nobody; these nobodies are all basically babies. I guess is my big point. They're all like a like less than a year old, mm-hmm. um, and so it just seems kind of fucked up. Diz, Diz, yeah. Diz wants to kill a bunch of babies. <laughs> Diz wants to kill a bunch of babies. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess the question is if you if you are like 30 years old and you become a nobody is your nobody 30 years old or is your nobody a little infant baby it depends on if my nobody has my experiences i guess can your nobody vote uh not according to diz (laughs) (laughs) he's he's a real piece of work that diz yeah uh but yeah so uh nominee says like I, I don't understand my own power. I don't I don't even know if there's like a, a right way to use it. I don't know what that would be. But I appreciate that she's thinking about it at least. I mean what she's doing for Sora, I guess, is the right way to use it. Only because she used Undoing it. Undoing her way. own crimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if Sora like you know, he, he like walks in on his parents in bed and he's like, Oh no, nominee and she's like, Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> got it, got it, good. There you We're go. Good. 
oh, I'm a hero. I finally, I finally figured out something good to do with my powers. I mean, I could use it for some like embarrassing stuff I did in high school or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. Like Sora can replay Outer Wilds for the first time. Oh yeah, it's, that's a perfect service. <laughs> yeah, he just he finishes playing it for like the fifth first time, and he's like, "One more again, Namine. Take him <laughs> apart." What if though she erases it and you decide not to play it? Uh, well, that's why that's why Jiminy makes a little note: play Outer Wilds. Oh, uh, okay, perfect. Thanks, Jiminy. <laughs> uh, and this is a this is a, a a painful little moment when Roxas is like, I don't. I feel like I'm realizing that I don't know myself. What do you know about me that I don't know? And she's like, Well, you're not supposed to exist. And Roxas says. How could you say that, even if it is true? And she's like, sorry. Yeah. I guess some things really are better left unsaid. I think this is when I decided that I like Roxas a lot more than Sora at this point. Because Roxas just has more... Roxas kind of... Well, I guess he says things I agree with more often. And <laughs> and just seems... To... He just has more like agency, I guess, than Sora does. Yeah, and I think I think because Sora as the protagonist, I mean, he Sora like he's doing a hero's journey except for the part where he like has any doubt about anything he's doing. Right. Yeah, he yeah, yes, he's just constantly moving forward, no doubts at all. Like what like what has Sora's growth really been at this point? I mean, almost negative now because he lost a bunch of memories. <laughs> right, he's uh, he's he is, and I think I think he gets some great moments as we go forward. But he really is just largely just like a, a force of nature. He's just a nice boy, always moving forward. Yeah, and I guess most of his growth is just like solidifying and having a greater understanding of the nature of the universe, which is that there is a light in every heart. Mm -hmm. and, which is and, why, uh, like, Riku and Roxas are such popular characters, because they, they really do get to have, like, pathos that Sora just kind of doesn't. Yeah. And there's an, appeal, I, there's an appeal to Sora, you know? Like, I mentioned before, he's like, if Goku could be a little angsty and... Um, <laughs> Goku, which he couldn't. Yeah, Goku's great, and so and Sora. So Sora's great, I guess. Yeah, I do. I love Sora, and i I think that uh, I think that some very cool Sora moments come uh, toward the the current point of the series that we're at right now. But uh, yeah, for for a while, he's he's gonna be pretty flat as a character. But you know, that's not a terrible thing for him to be. Um, but yeah, I think I think Roxas is great. I I love his. He's he's sort of got his own hero's journey, only his hero's journey will find uh, ends very abruptly because answering the call means ceasing to exist. Uh, I guess, yeah, they just explained that at this point. Yep. We'll, we'll get a little more into it shortly, but yeah. Uh, Nominee pretty much alluded to it here. Like, in order for Sora to be restored, Rudd, <laughs> you gotta go. Sorry. Yeah, you shouldn't exist. Uh, although she she elaborates on that later. Um it's not quite as bad as it sounds, or is it? Um but Roxas like snaps back to to outside the mansion 
and he's like, oh, there she is, Pence, look, look. And Pence is like, no, you idiot. There's nobody there. It's just the curtains from a draft inside. It's just the curtains fluttering. The fuck is wrong with you? Oh, well, let's go. Yeah, Roxas's friends must really think he's losing it at this point. (laughs) I... I think that this is a point where I honestly have to assume that Diz programmed them to just roll with it. Yeah, I, I assume Considering that's what it that is. that the word photos was stolen the other day, and Roxas is like, "There's weird stuff happening around town," and was, they're just like, "No, it isn't." Yeah, this is just this is just life. I mean, we've seen weirder stuff in actual Kingdom Hearts, so I guess maybe <laughs> these digital people—that's just just how it goes. Right, they're like, Vivi's here. I like. I don't know what else... Yeah, sometimes shit happens. Sometimes yeah. weird things happen. Vivi lives here. Look at him. What's going on there? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think just off camera, there's like 20 more Vivis. <laughs> well, funny you say that. One of the seven wonders is uh, the moans in the tunnel. Ew. And you, you go into the tunnel because you see Vivi playing around in the tunnel. <laughs> And then he turns into, like, 20 VVs, and you have to fight them all. Huh. Okay. But then it turns out they're all actually Dusks. That makes more sense, yeah. Well, shit. I might as well say what the seventh one is, now that I've said the first six. The seventh one is uh, the doppelganger. It's like... This one's really dumb, even for this whole storyline. It's like, they say that there's this, this, like, waterfall fountain thing in the park, and if you look into it, you see your doppelganger... And then Roxas looks at it, and it turns into, like, Shadow Roxas, and you have to fight it, and then it turns out it's a nobody, blah, blah, blah. But Pence is like, oh, I guess it's just a reflection. It's a real shame it it doesn't turn into Sora. And, mm. and I don't know. Anyway. That would have been interesting. Or yeah. even just, like... Like, for a second. Know. And then it turns evil and attacks him. Yeah. Or even just, like, it could have been cool if it was just, like, you fight... Roxas, like just a, a perfect like mirror copy of him, but mm-hmm. it is like a shadow Roxas. Anyway, that's that's the Seven Wonders. I wasn't gonna say them all, but here we are. All right. Um, they go back uh, to the hangout zone, and <laughs> Roxas and Pence are like, "Well, this was a bust. The Seventh Wonder is just some wind and curtains." And Olette's like, "Oh yeah, I figured. Don't worry. I already finished the report." Yeah, I did. I did your homework while you were running around. First of all, no faith in them to find anything interesting. Second of all, just did their homework. It's <laughs> that's weird that <laughs> the teacher's okay with that. Just print out three more copies for uh for Cypher and his friends. I mean, I don't really understand how anything works in this world, frankly. <laughs> like summer vacations where kids just hang out by themselves. I mean, parents don't exist. I guess that is just that's what happens in Kingdom Hearts. The PS2 just couldn't render adults because no. they're too big. Yeah, it's just too hard to. <laughs> It's too hard to render a parent. Yeah. Oh, I I love this little moment here where Olette's like, "Well, we should we should go hang out some more. After all, we only have two more days together." And Roxas is like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, shouldn't he know? <laughs> well, he's. I think he's thinking of himself, like getting folded into Sora. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, summer vacation." And he's like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah, I forgot how that went. Okay. Yeah. They go to the clock tower where Hainer is eating ice cream alone. <laughs> Tick. Yeah. Yeah, my notes say, hell yeah, ice cream, let's eat it. 
And then what happens? I so they they make plans. They're like, okay, tomorrow we're gonna do more uh, mysteries research, even though we already wrote the report. Then the day after that is the like end of summer Gallagher Watermelon Festival, right? And then we go back to school. <sighs> They're gonna eat so much watermelon. <laughs> Thank God, it's probably better for them than the fucking ice cream. Not that much better. It's still watermelon. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. And then I didn't write down why. I just wrote that everyone laughs about ice cream. <laughs> I yeah. I, I like I said. I was just excited to see if they're eating ice cream. I don't remember why they <laughs> laughed about it. Oh, it's like oh, I think Pence like jokes about like oh well, we'll go back to school if you don't explode from all that ice cream before then, and then they all laugh. That's right. Yeah. And then there's a freeze frame, and the credits start to play. Yeah. Uh, title card. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts two. <laughs> Uh, this is a great little cut because we go to, this is in the mansion, if it wasn't obvious. Uh, it's like a big musty old room with a, with like big leather chairs and a a big destroyed wooden table. And Diz is just sitting there, just staring at the wall. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote my notes, Diz is in his broken table room. (laughs) Just in his feelings. Yeah. Just thinking about how much he hates nobodies and specifically Nominee. Yeah, I was really shocked to find out that he hated Nominee so much because it seemed like he kind of liked her earlier on. But um... no, he is he is extremely using her. I mean, he says yeah. it to Roxas later. He's like, "You you are a tool at best." Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna use Nominee, and then she's gonna then I'm gonna fucking kill her." So he's a not a nice guy. One thing that is worth remembering, though, is... Oh, shit. I can't remember where we got this lore. I think it was mostly just alluded to in Chain of Memories, is that nobodies don't have hearts, and they just act like they do. Like, they're not supposed to have feelings, basically, right? Right. So Diz is basically working under the assumption that, like, if he tells Namine that he's gonna put her in a wood chipper, and she... And she looks sad. She's only looking sad because she knows that that's how you're supposed to look when someone tells you they're going to put you in a wood chipper. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and I guess the, I I am assuming the thing that this game's going to get to is like, at what point are you pretending or at what point do you actually just have the feelings? That is a very good question. And we saw in Chain of Memories that Axel had his moment where he's like, wait a minute, I'm enjoying this? What? Yeah. So from Diz's perspective, he's like, why should I pretend that I have any sympathy for these nobodies. They they have no emotions. They're not sad that I'm talking about killing them. I guess they're that, just acting like they're sad. I guess that perspective seems a little better. Um Yeah, and I think I think it, it definitely speaks to Diz's character that he's, you know, cold and detached enough to not investigate that in any way. He's just like, yeah, they don't have feelings. What does it matter? I could <laughs> I could smack Roxas across the face. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> In fact, I I love it, and I'm going to do that. If I'm if I'm playing, uh, <laughs> what's that? What's that flash game that's like uh, little best friend or something, where you like throw grenades at him and put you like put a cut out of George W. Bush's face on him, and you like shoot him with a rocket launcher, and he's like, "No, please don't do this," and you're like. Pfft. You're not you don't you're not really sad that I'm doing this. Sora is kind of a flash game right now. 
Oh, it's not Sora. Roxas is not Sora. Whoops. Oh, Sora. Sora's a Flash game that's loading on old dial-up internet. Yeah, Macromedia. Diz uh... <laughs> <laughs> is staring at the progress bar, and he's like, "Forty-seven oh, percent. Oh, ninety-seven. It just jumped up. I love when that happens." <laughs> I'll finally see this JPEG. <laughs> I could finally play my favorite game, The Impossible Quiz 3. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Those those facts aside. Um but oh yeah, we we do get a we do get a little a little bit of uh sympathy from Diz actually because Ansem is like, "Why why did you show him the train?" And he's like, "Well, cuz he missed the beach trip." So he he does he does feel a little bad about what he's doing. Not that bad. Not bad enough to change his behavior in any way. Yeah. It. Yeah. This is just not a also con- not being consistent. Also, showing him the train arguably made him sadder. <laughs> yeah, it made him think he's losing losing it basically. So. so you know, even if he's trying to be nice, he's not good at it. No. 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 But yeah, I, I I do really like Diz. I think he's a really interesting character, and I I do love that he's like he's like yeah, I'm going to kill them, I'm going to destroy them. But yeah, I'll show him the train. He'll he'll like that. And then Roxas sees the train. And he's like, oh, I'm going crazy. <laughs> and he almost steps on some train. Tra- he almost steps onto train tracks in front of a moving train. <laughs> yeah, Diz is like putting Roxas's wallet into an incinerator and he's like Roxas is probably very grateful for what I did today <laughs> uh but he asks Ansem uh if if his memories are starting to clear up and Ansem says they are and uh uh Diz says yes that's that's happening to everyone who had ties with Sora as Sora is being recompleted Everyone else has started to remember him, which we saw. We saw last time that Kyrie had forgotten Sora too. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so, does Diz remember everything, or is he also getting his memories back? I think that. Well, I guess the question is, who is Diz? Because if Diz knows Sora, then then yes, he would be. But so, if he doesn't, then it wouldn't have affected him. So. Okay, so if somebody had told you about things Sora had did and you weren't there to remember them exactly, would you keep those memories? Um, I I don't think there's a canonical answer to that, but mm. I would guess, based on my understanding of all of this, the memories are chained together through connections between hearts. Right. So I would assume that just like a pure fact-based, like, Oh, I read in the newspaper that Sora uh, got a new Keyblade the other day. I would think that that would not be affected. Although, I don't know, because, like, Jiminy's journal got erased. Yeah, yeah. I guess it just kind of, like, it calls into question how anyone is able to really remember anything that happened, I guess, for a while after Sora's memories get taken apart. Because he was kind of there for everything important that went on. Yeah, I'm going to guess... Uh, and this is kind of based on what we saw with the, like, figments of Sora's memory imagination at uh, Castle Oblivion. It's like, you know, Leon, Yuffie, and Aerith, they were like, oh, I don't remember Sora, but I remember that we were at Hollow Bastion oh, right. and the that someone that closed the keyhole. Yeah. Yeah, so I would guess that if Diz does have any missing memories of Sora in the first place, he seems to understand enough 
that it doesn't really affect his plan. Got it. I mean, and he and he would be aware of what's going on with him anyway. So uh-huh. yeah, okay. Uh, but Ansem asked, "Is uh, what his goal is in all of this?" And he says, "Revenge." Yeah, hmm. that was interesting. I mean, I I was always wondering what his motivation is, and I guess it's revenge for something nebulous, <laughs> something very petty and stupid. I'm sure. They didn't buy me ice cream. <laughs> Damn it, Roxas. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Diz says, yeah, this is where he says, uh, it's all the process is almost complete. We'll see in a moment that it's at 97%. So he, he orders Ansem to dispose of Namine since they don't need her anymore and she's not supposed to exist in the first place. I will say, I don't know why you wouldn't wait until 100%. <laughs> Considering that she's the one doing it, but I guess Diz knows best. <laughs> Diz knows best. That's that's everyone's favorite sitcom in the King- Kingdom Hearts universe. Dizzy knows best. Dizzy knows best. Uh, this <laughs> this this isn't important because it's not part of the game. But this is where uh, the cutscenes like restarted, and I was like. Oh, what a cool, interesting, like, deja vu thing. Like, Roxas starts <laughs> over day five. I don't remember this happening. That's so cool. I'm glad you told me this happened. <laughs> I got to the part where he was like, did I fall off the tower? And I was like, wait, now hold on. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I actually, I literally in my notes was like, because it starts with him, like, uh, like him having like a falling dream. And I was like, Oh, that's so interesting. He's far enough in the restoration that he's not having dreams of Sora's memories. No. <laughs> no, that's not it. No. Incorrect. Um, what, what actually is happening here is uh, that he's he is having Sora memory flashback dreams to Sora fighting Ansem at the end of the world, uh, Kingdom Hearts is light, goodbye Riku and Kairi, when you walk away... Uh, I, I really like the effect of uh, we get like cutscenes from the beginning of Chain of Memories. Yeah, and, and I noticed as it gets, I noticed the evil music started playing right when Pluto shows up. <laughs> Pluto. Yeah, I've been I've been watching ahead just for just for fun because I like it, and I am shocked at how much. It's not often, but there's a few points where it just like cuts to Pluto doing something, and I'm like. What are you up to, you son of a bitch? <laughs> oh, I'm glad I've infected your your thinking as well. <laughs> it's so weird. It'll just cut to Pluto out of nowhere, and he's like, he's like sniffing around, and he's like, "Oh, that's the villain." <laughs> I'm like, "Why are you there in the first place?" It, uh, yeah, I I really like the effect though of uh, as the flashbacks start to catch up to Sora entering Castle Oblivion. They get, like, glitchier and glitchier, and then, like, they open the door, and it just shuts out. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it says it's 97%, so Chain of Memories is only 3% of Sora's memories, which I guess tracks, because I guess it was, like, what, like, three days? Well, it said, um, yeah, because it said 97%, then we get these memories. So, yeah, this was, I guess, the last 3%, because he doesn't get any memories back in Castle Oblivion. Um, Right, 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 yeah. And yeah, we we get this, and I I kind of spoiled this last time, but it doesn't matter. Uh, we we get a little snippet of the scene on the dark margin, the spooky beach, where uh, Zemnis is talking to someone whose voice we didn't hear last time, 
we only hear enough this time to learn that it is, in fact, Roxas's voice. Yep. We also are not supposed to know that that's Xemnas's voice yet, but who cares? <laughs> I'm just spoiling everything that I don't care about. Yeah, and I only kind of know who Xemnas is. I mean, again, I can tell. Yeah, it doesn't... If you don't... if I'm leaving out things... My People have asked me, actually, about my spoiler policy for this podcast. I'm just fucking doing whatever I feel like in the moment, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. If I think it's worth holding off on something for a reveal later, then I will. Otherwise, you know, who wants to hear us be like, two people talk on a beach? I wonder what that means. Yeah, I mean, I guess, tell us if that's what you care about, but we're probably not going to change it. So, <laughs> But you can tell us about it in a five-star review on Apple, <laughs> on iTunes. I wish the podcast was completely different in every way. Five stars. <laughs> I hate the way they do this. Five out of five. Yeah. Uh, this is fun though. We get a we get an in engine recreation of the secret movie from the end of Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah, that, it looked pretty cool. And uh, yeah, this time we do. Uh, I was being vague about it, even though there was kind of no point. But uh, yeah, last time I think I just said mysterious blonde boy and guy who looks like riku it's riku i don't remember if i said that last time it's riku and it's roxas um and yeah they they like fight neo shadow heartlesses together roxas like tosses him oblivion keyblade Mm -hmm. uh they like fight off the heartless then they turn to fight each other and the last thing we see here is riku says why do you have the keyblade and roxas says shut up and it looks like roxas kills him it does look like roxas kills him more on that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, my note says, did Roxas kill cool Riku? <laughs> he gave him a haircut. Oh, I also didn't mention that Riku has a blindfold on for some reason. And he looks older. He does look older, which he is. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, presumably he put that blindfold on so, uh, you know, all the better to smell you. Oh, yeah. We do know he operates mostly by smell now. <laughs> I I don't need my sense of sight. All I need is sniffing. <laughs> Uh, to, to your point from the old, the doppelganger reflection thing earlier, Roxas, uh, gets out of bed at the start of day six and he like flickers in and out of being Sora for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I might, <laughs> simulation's not doing so great anymore. No. Uh, especially once he goes to the hangout zone and Hainer, Pence, and Olette, uh, walk through him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess Diz doesn't need this anymore is what's happening. Yeah, I think I think what has happened is that Diz has sort of unhooked Roxas from the simulation. He's still like physically existing in the data world, but yeah, the the other characters don't see him. They walk right through him. He looks at the picture that they all took outside the mansion the other day and he's not in it. Uh he goes outside and here's Axel with a bunch of dusks. I like that Axel refers to the order to kill his best friend Roxas as Icky he's not wrong it's very icky oh come on man okay uh i like this part where roxas is like you wouldn't kill your best friend would you and axel's like you remember me and roxas is like yeah and axel's like okay what's our boss's name just to make sure roxas just says nothing and pulls his keyblade out (laughs) yeah because it's like like, because axel because axel wasn't going to kill him if he had his memories it seemed like 
Right, because it's, well, we, I mean, we haven't really learned the circumstances of Roxas leaving yet. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Axel says, like, I have to kill you if you don't come back with me. Right. So, I think that Roxas was, I don't think that Roxas was going to go with him, but at, at least he was like, well, maybe I can bluff and, like, run away or something, I don't know. Uh but yeah, Roxas fights the Dusks, and then Axel's about to attack, but uh, Diz stops time again and tells Roxas, Come to the mansion, the time has come. And then after he uh, after he leaves, Axel uh, is standing there alone, time resumes, and he's like, ah, Man, the Roxas I know is long gone. Right, this Roxas I've known for maybe like six months or whatever. <laughs> possibly uh not to get ahead of ourselves maybe up to 358 days maybe yeah maybe uh yeah roxas goes to the mansion i love this part where he gets there and the gate is like as as it has always been it's locked with like a giant fucking metal lock on the gate and (laughs) roxas is just like why would you call me here and then not unlock the door my my notes say Roxas, if only you had some kind of key, and then and then that's and then I think Nama. Who says it? Who tells him to do it then? Oh, I or did he didn't just make a out? note if anyone tells him to? I just remember he like re- he remembers Sora unlocking. Oh, stuff Oh, that's the right. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, which maybe that's what Diz was doing. Like your final test. Oh, but maybe. just another point for Diz being an asshole. Yes. Uh, and the the Dusks try to chase uh, Roxas into the mansion, but Ansem appears to hold them back. And then what does Ansem do? Um. Wait, yeah, what does Ansem do? I don't remember this. Well, he pulls out Soul Eater. That's right. Oh, yeah, because I wrote down, is that Riku or Ansem? I guess I guess that's true. He's got his hood on. The yeah. only time that he took his hood off was when he told uh, Diz that he was Ansem. Well, and, I know Riku, and yeah, he doesn't say anything here, actually. And Riku's got one of them robes, so... That uh, is true. Yeah. I guess I should say somebody shows up and pulls out Soul Eater. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I figured that Ansem also has that. He does, he does use it as big boat form. He does, yeah. And I guess also when he's possessing Riku, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, someone is here with Soul Eater. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so this is where Roxas goes inside the mansion for the first time. I do have some stray notes here about the mansion, because there are things here that I do think will turn out to be very important later. Maybe, 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 maybe. Uh a lot, a lot of people are waiting for more history on the Twilight Town mansion. So I'll, I'll say my notes here. Number one, there's a lot of unicorn decorations. Oh, I didn't uh, notice I don't, that. <laughs> I don't think we see much of them in the cutscenes. Oh, okay. I want to say the only one that you would have seen would be when he goes into the library room and he like writes something on a piece of paper. There's like a unicorn head <laughs> statue behind him. Yeah, I have a note about that because the crayon made like insane, like Zelda bug noises or kind of like Minecraft eating food noises. That, that moment is bizarre, and I will. We definitely will talk about that in okay, a moment. But okay. yeah, there's a lot of unicorn stuff. There's unicorn statues. There's unicorn heads on the walls. Unicorn insignias. The like pillars in the garden out front have unicorns on the top, and. We will see a very prominent unicorn in a long time from now. So 
Keep the unicorns in mind. Uh, there's also a... Uh, I'll mention the few things that you can, like, interact with, because there's not many of them. There's a display case in the entry hall with, like, an old busted-up statue of a castle, and if you interact with it, it says, the castle object is crumbling. That one, I don't really know what that's supposed to be. Uh, if you examine the big broken table that Diz was sitting at, like a freak, it says, <laughs> only a massive blast could have broken this. That's the only I, thing. <laughs> it's a it's a really nice table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't really know what is up with that, but I'm like he made he took the time to put in a note that the table looks very sturdy. So I don't know, I don't know. A massive blast or a big comedy anvil. <laughs> Only a heavy lord could have broken this. <laughs> Uh, there's a door in the entrance hall that's blocked off with rubble, which I think you can interact with it and be like, can't go in there. Uh, and the last thing is there's what look like some small fox insignias on some of the walls and maybe a little statue of a snake on the floor. Hmm. And the fox and the snake are something we'll also see uh, eventually. So no telling whether any of this will ever matter, but... I've got some crackpot corners prepared about Twilight Town Mansion, so we'll see. We'll see. Alrighty. Um, but eventually, once Roxas is done walking around in first-person camera to make notes of all this stuff, he goes to the nominee room, uh, and he sees this one drawing, and I wish... I'm so sorry, nominee. I wish this drawing was better, because it's clearly very significant, because it jogs Roxas's memory, and I could not tell what the hell it was supposed to be. Yeah, me neither. I think Roxas was in it, but that's all I got. Yeah, same same here. Maybe it was supposed to be like the the spooky dark city where he fought Riku because that's that's what he remembers here. Uh he's like walking down the street, he's got his black coat on, Axel is here, Axel asks if his mind is made up. Roxas says he needs to go and find out why the Keyblade chose him. And Axel says, you can't turn on the organization. And I think that's all we get here, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. We get a little more of the stuff in a bit. But yeah. um, Nominee is here now. Roxas asks if Organization 13 are evil. And she's like, I don't know. Probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> they don't seem nice. <laughs> uh, but this is our first real like insight into what they're doing. Uh, because Nominee says that the organization, as a group of nobodies, are all incomplete people, and they are desperately searching for something that can make them whole, which is Kingdom Hearts. Oh, right. Okay. And, you know, considering that we know that nobodies don't have hearts, I assume that they're trying to get hearts back. Yeah, because Kingdom Hearts is kind of where the light goes after somebody becomes a heartless, right? Is that how we're supposed to understand it? Ha 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 ha! Don't ask me that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Or Have we, we touched on the fact that there are multiple types of Kingdom Hearts yet? Oh no, no. I guess I guess the first Kingdom Hearts it was all the leftover light that got trapped by the darkness. Um, we will talk about the different types of Kingdom Hearts probably in days. For now, let's just gloss over that because I don't like it, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> okay. I think over the course of the series, there's three, maybe four different Kingdom Heartses, and they're all different in certain ways, 
and some of them are considered quote unquote artificial. Ugh. That seems bad. Yeah, this is me shooing it away. Ugh. Okay, Ugh. get out of here. <laughs> we'll deal with you later. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, it's a real shame that the titular Kingdom Hearts is one of the most, like, oh, for fuck's sake, things about the franchise. <laughs> There's a light and it uh, never goes out. That, that's what sure. I know. Sure, that's, that's what matters for now. Um, so this is where Roxas asks... I really like this. We we talked about this with uh, with Roxas's Keyblade, how, it's, how it gets, like, digitally put in his hand the first time, then mm-hmm. he summons it every time after that. Uh Naminé is here, and and Roxas is like, "What's going to happen to me, Naminé?" And she like starts to answer, but then she gets like undigitized. But then a moment later, she like bursts in through a dark portal. <laughs> <laughs> that made me wonder because they alluded to earlier that there was a digital Naminé and real Naminé. So was the first Naminé digital Naminé, and then actual Naminé came in? Yes. So basically, what's happening is, yeah, at first Naminé was like sort of projecting a digital version of herself into the simulation. Uh, but then Diz kicked her out. So the real nominee, like, poked her head in through a portal. <laughs> it's This stuff is so specific and so granular, but I just, I just love that it's thought about, that it's, that you, you, you get, like, this picture of what's happening on the other side, where Diz, like, clicks a button to, like, knock Namine out, and she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Now I gotta open a portal. Yeah, and I gotta close this tab, and, you know, <laughs> die, I gotta... Rip. It's just, it's a funny little detail, and I like that it actually makes sense when you think about it. Uh, opens but, her VPN, yeah, so... and, and, and then does the two-factor on her phone, and now, <laughs> now she's ready to talk with, with Roxas again. Exactly. Um... Yeah. So she goes through a dark portal, which is what I call Twitter. Am I right, everybody? Woo! Yeah. I assume that everyone else is cheering right now. Here, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Diz like pulls her out of the simulation, and he's like, "Nothing can change your fate, Roxas." And Roxas says, "Well, I have a right to know what's happening to me." And Diz says, "Nobody's don't have a right to know. They don't even have a right to be." Uh, Ansem pops in and says, "We're out of time." This is where Nominate comes in through the portal, and she. She's like, Roxas, you need to understand nobody's like us. We're, we are half of a person, but don't worry. You're not going to disappear. You're just going to be made whole again. And I love this part because Roxas is like, whoa, 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 whoa. What was that about me disappearing? <laughs> he did key in on the important part there. And she's like, <laughs> she literally is like, no, you won't disappear. And he's like, okay, but <laughs> why did you insist that? Yeah, it's funny because if there's a story, he'd be like, great, a whole person? Perfect. <laughs> I didn't even know that me maybe disappear. I didn't know that I thought I was going to disappear until you told me I won't, and now I think I might. Yeah. Um, it's this also where Diz goes, too many nobodies. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. He says that about there being too many nobodies. I'm assuming it's like overloading the simulation or something. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> this sucks. Uh, uh, but yeah, Diz, like, tries to push her back into the portal. I really like this line here from Namine where she's like, uh, we'll meet again, Roxas. We can talk about all of this. I might not know it's you and you might not know it's me, but we'll meet again. I thought that was a really nice little moment with them. Yeah. Yeah. And then they all vanish through the portal. Uh, this is where the notepad thing happens. 
Yeah, and we get the bug noises. I can't say this for sure, but this feels like it was a puzzle that got cut because it sucked. Because it's like you walk into this library. It's all in engine, and- too, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like bookshelves all over the walls. This is where the uh, the unicorn head statue is. And I don't think you can do anything with it. I think it's just there, which also makes me think that this was probably part of the puzzle that got cut. And yeah, there's just a table in the center of the room, just a little table with like a notepad and some crayons. And you just walk in, like gameplay wise, you just walk into the room, you press triangle to interact with it. And then Roxas just like doodles a little emblem onto the paper. And then the floor disappears and it's the stairs down to the computer area. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's really weird. It it feels like something else was supposed to be here, but whatever it was supposed to be, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but the point is the stairs disappear and it or the floor disappears and you can go down to the computer lab. Now we can look at the computer inside the computer. <laughs> I do I do like that uh actually this is kind of interesting because uh this is our first time realizing that if Diz and Ansem have been in the computer room in the real world, that means that they are in the actual Twilight Town mansion. Yeah, that's true. They created a simulation of everything, including the room that they were in at the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very good simulation, besides all the shit that happens in it. Yeah, besides (laughs) how he seems like it doesn't work and stuff. (laughs) He's not a programmer. No. Uh... Also, he he can't see very well because he has a belt as an eye patch. Yeah, he, um, yeah. I, I do. So Roxas gets I do more. Wonder what's going on under there? On his eye, just in general, on his face and stuff. No more. Probably just thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or did he? <laughs> uh, Roxas gets more memories. He sees himself in the organization room. We get to see all of the Chain of Memories organization members with their hoods off while everyone is still <laughs> unseen, which is fun. Yeah, I like how I like how they. Yeah, it's like I. I it's like how they. Oh, oh yeah, I have to leave mine on because the players haven't seen me yet. Okay, okay, <laughs> right. That's. Uh, I will say that's one of the reasons that a lot of people uh, have said that uh, you should not play days until you've played two because. We will see everybody here. We're going to meet all of them. And kill them. In days, you get to play as all of them. So, <laughs> Oh, okay. It does It does kill some of the mystery of that. But like I said, this will kill some of the mystery of days, or days will kill some of the mystery of this. You can't have it both ways. Right. Uh, so y- what happens? Oh, yeah. Roxas is in. He's in the 13th chair. Probably the littlest one. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I wrote. He's the littlest, littlest guy. He's the littlest boy. He's our little boy. Uh, he gets another um, little flashback to his fight with Riku. Oh, yeah, this is where we see what happens. He swings at Riku, but Riku deflects it. Roxas goes flying backwards, and uh, we see from his perspective as Riku, like, walks towards him. Then we cut later to him uh, sort of semi-conscious in the, like, digitizer thing in the computer room in the real twilight town i don't know if that was clear that that's what that was yeah i i I think i understood this yeah but yeah so uh diz tells a black coat guy who i guess i guess we don't actually know for sure who it is uh 
I've been assuming that this was all Ansem, but... Probably. I, I, I might have been wrong. Uh, but Diz says, uh, we need to keep him in the simulation until Namine restores Sora's memories. Um, oh, no, we do we do hear Ansem's voice here. Ansem yeah. says, what's going to happen to Roxas? And Diz says, uh, oh, this was interesting. He says he, he was go- he's going to give Roxas a new personality in the simulation to make him harder for the organization to find. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's So true. if they're like looking through the data, they see this boy and they're like, knows how to skateboard, and they're like, hmm, couldn't be him. <laughs> see, it's, why do they all have access to this digital world? That's something I'm very confused about. Is this hiding in the basement? I don't know if we ever get an answer to that. There might be some explanation where they where like they have their own computer. Maybe Diz put this world on the internet for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, that that's that stuff is very confusing to me and like This is just in second life. <laughs> it's metaverse. They they said it so that you can't get into this parcel, but uh but the organization has a, a really big Linden Bucks budget. <laughs> they they yeah. Okay. Yeah, I buy it. That's right. I think they're just called Linden Dollars. I'm sorry if any Second Life fans yeah, you, are listening Yeah, you know to more about it than me, because I, I don't, I, yeah. I When I was, like, 15 or 16, I heard about Second Life, and I didn't really understand what it was. But I was like, oh, cool, it's a it's a video game. Uh, and I, I made an account. You, <laughs> Fun fact, if you are a teenager, you get automatically redirected to Teen Second Life, which has much stricter controls on it. That's uh, good, actually. Yeah, and I made a, I made a character... This is such a weird fact, but this is true. Uh, you couldn't... I mean, I don't know. Maybe this isn't weird. Maybe this is only Teen Second Life even. I don't know. But you couldn't make your character's last name anything you wanted. There was like a list of names that you could choose for your last name, and then you could pick your first name. So my guy was Floor Ceiling, because <laughs> Ceiling was, for some reason, an option. I don't know why. Uh, my guy was Floor Ceiling. I got into the game... The first thing I did was I went through my inventory that I had by default, uh, and I turned into a car, and then I said, I don't know what this is, and I logged off, and then my life got better. Well, I don't know. You were a car. (laughs) I turned into a car, I flew around, and then I was like, I don't understand anything that's happening right now. I don't think I'm ever going to play this again. (laughs) And that's my experience with Second Life. Okay. All right. It's just like Diz's simulation. It's exactly like it. Yeah, Sora will become a car. Oh my god, Kingdom Hearts 4. He's definitely going to go to Cars World. He's definitely going to become a car. He's going to go to Turbo Teen World. (laughs) Damn, Disney has the rights to everything. I mean, they might. They might own Turbo Teen. I have no idea. (laughs) Siri, who owns the rights to Turbo Teen? (laughs) Alexa, Google Turbo Teen. (laughs) Safe search off, please. (laughs) Uh, so they, uh, what happens? They put him into the thing. Oh yeah. They're, they're going to give him a new personality in the simulation. Uh, which I do think that's kind of interesting. Cause like every time we see Roxas in these flashbacks, he's just like kind of a moody asshole a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's, he's clearly going through it, but well, and he's, and he's pre-personality change. Yeah. Um, so they did make Roxas a little bit more likable, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ansem is like, oh, I kind of feel bad for him. And Diz is like, ah, who cares? 
He's yeah. a nobody. It doesn't matter. And then they uh, they beam Roxas into Second Life. And Roxas does uh, what anyone who uh, plays Second Life has done in in the present, which is he gets really pissed off and starts bashing the shit out of the computer and destroys it. Yeah. Yeah, he hates these computers. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Newfangled technology. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he beats the shit out of the computer with the keyblade, and it opens the door to the next room. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, are these things related, or did the door just open now? I don't know, but I think we are supposed to believe that beating the shit out of the computer is why the door opens. Hmm. He must have accidentally uh, hit the open door button while he was doing that. <laughs> I guess so. But he goes into the next room, he fights some dusks, and then Axel shows up, uh, and Roxas... Roxas remembers him for real this time. This is actually where I was going to have us watch Days, but then timing got messed up because we were 20 minutes short on cutscenes <laughs> to what right. I thought we would be. Uh, I really like Axel's line here when Roxas says that he remembers him for real this time. And Axel goes, You really do remember me this time. I'm so flattered. <laughs> Axel's great. I love this voice actor and I love the character. Quentin Flynn. Good job, Quentin. I... I think I only know him as, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Raiden. Oh, got it. Yeah, and I only know Raiden from, uh, Metal Gear Rising. Great game, though. That's a great game, yeah. Uh, Rules of Nature, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, Axel's like, well, I'm, I'm going to kill you now, Roxas, even though I know that you remember that I'm your best friend, which sucks, but here we go. Uh, and then Roxas pulls out... Two Keyblades. He's got Oblivion and Oathkeeper. And Axel goes, two? <laughs> I wrote down two. <laughs> two? Two? Uh, and yeah, Roxas beats Axel. Uh, he flashes back to the end of his conversation with Axel when he was leaving the organization. Uh, Axel says, if you get on their bad side, they'll destroy you. Roxas says, no one would miss me. And then after he walks away, Axel says, that's not true. I would. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then Axel tells Roxas, uh, let's meet again in the next life. Roxas says, I'll be waiting. And Axel says, uh, <laughs> silly, just because you have a next life. And this is very important because this confuses a lot of people. Axel doesn't die here. It really looked like he did. But if you remember how, uh, we've seen nobody's die in Chain of Memories, and we've seen a few nobodies die in Chain of Memories. Mostly they, like, actual related. <laughs> they, like, uh, they kind of, like, go sort of pixely and, like, break apart. And yeah. they, like, whoosh, away. But he he's he's just going through a dark portal. He's going in through, into a corridor of darkness. This is not Axel dying. This is Axel giving up on his mission and going back to the organization to tell them that he failed. I mean, it's the same thing that confused me in the last game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I definitely remember uh, playing it as a kid and seeing Axel again after this and being like, wait, what? I thought he died. <laughs> I thought I killed him. Yeah. But no, he he's going back to tell their boss that he failed. Got uh, it. Okay. Yes, very important that he did not die here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and great news for Donald and Goofy heads. Uh, Roxas walks past Donald and Goofy, who are here. Yeah, right, yeah, in their little chambers. 
I love that they are, for literally no reason, in smaller pods. What are the little guys? <laughs> Goofy's taller than Sora. That's true. But, uh, yeah, Sora gets the big protagonist pod, while Donald and Goofy have to go in these little tubes. They have less memories to restore. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but yeah, Roxas, uh, walks into the room with Sora's big pod. Diz is here, but he's, he's projected here. He's not really in the simulation. Um, and... Yeah, he he explains, like, I need Sora because you are a being who doesn't exist in the realm of light, and I need Sora who can move around in the realm of light and destroy the organization because I fucking hate them, and that's why I need you dead. Sorry. Yeah, I wrote fuck Diz. This is where uh, Roxas is like, who are you anyway? And he goes... A servant of the world. <laughs> that's that's what I that's how I laugh whenever I'm doing something good. <laughs> he's yeah he's he's very normal and trustworthy. He, he says, "If I'm a servant, then you're a tool at best." Roxas is sick of it. He pulls out his keyblade and just starts slashing at Diz, even though it's just a projection. He's he's screaming, he's slashing. Diz is just like, "Are you done yet? <laughs> Come see Sora. Yeah, Meet was, this boy." That was kind of sad. Uh yeah, and Roxas is like, "I hate you." And Diz uh I think I think you you are going to have to hand it to Diz because Diz is like, "Oh, you hate me? You should share that hatred with Sora because he's way too nice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks Diz. We we will give it to Diz on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, Roxas uh, is like, my my heart is my own. He attacks Diz again. Diz just disappears for real this time. I really like this shot of the pod, like, sort of opening up like a blooming flower. And Roxas sees Sora, like, floating there asleep. So it's a cool shot. Yeah, I thought that was neat. It's, it's one perfect shot that all film students should learn. Absolutely. And, uh... <laughs> I will I will warn anyone who knows what this next line is. I am going to put it in here. So if you don't if you if you are worried that it's going to make you cry, just skip ahead here. You're lucky. Looks like my summer vacation is over. And then we get the title card. Kingdom Hearts 2: The True Kingdom Hearts begins now. <laughs> I was also sad that summer vacation was over. <laughs> it sucks when summer vacation ends, especially when you die. E- yeah, yeah. I, I would. It, that would have been worse. I think. Yeah, um, and we could have stopped here because this is. I mean, really, we should stop here. But I wanted to. You know, that's that's a pretty sad ending for this episode. So I did want to include just a little bit more. Oh, okay. Well, did you did you watch past that? I I thought that's where it was supposed to end. Oh no, the timestamp I gave you is uh, one last little moment. Oh no. Okay. Well, uh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. If you want to pull it up and just watch ahead. Yep. Uh, to two oh seven seventeen. Okay. I'm watching. I've seen the logo again. Oh, okay. Oh, a train. <laughs> oh, it's the ghost train. Oh, it's a funny little train. Ah, it's Mickey. <laughs> okay. And what's Mickey wearing? 
Mickey's in his sick coat. <laughs> With ears. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he made some alterations. He made some alterations. Either that or Diz was like, I had this specially tailored. He may have, yeah. <laughs> He's clearly got an eye on fashion. Yeah, so the, the last thing that we see here is Mickey uh, gets off the ghost train in Twilight Town in his very silly-looking cool black coat. Yeah, goth Mickey is not a look that I'm used to yet. Well, you know, that's that's a whole cottage industry of deviant art is uh, <laughs> Disney character goth edits. But I think Nomura perfected it. Yeah. Yeah, he's the best at it. Um, <laughs> do you think, I guess this is my crackpot corner, not really a crackpot corner. Is Nomura a fan of the Smiths? Because Sora does say there is a light and it never goes out, right? Mm. Anyway, that's a very oh, that, man. That's a very famous Smith song, and um, well, to me, like if you know the Smiths, I guess it's one of their big songs. So I was just wondering if Nomura's a fan, and that's why it's in there. I feel like I remember learning about some like Western band that he really likes that influenced something in Kingdom Hearts. I don't think I'm making that up, but I don't think it was the Smiths. Okay, but you know, maybe why not? Maybe. Sure, yeah, all right, yeah, yes. I mean, it could just be, like, every Japanese video game, and Axel's named after Axel Rose. <laughs> that or the uh, the localization team. Someone was a big fan of the Smiths. Could be. Yeah. The, re- the real line was just like, light exists, and I hate the Smiths. <laughs> Me, Nomura. Don't ever say that I like the Smiths. <laughs> the localization person's like, whoa there, hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm going to have to fix this shit. Yeah. Morrissey did it himself. He was the localizer for Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the end of the prologue. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I agree that the Seven Wonders part seems really extraneous and, and, and kind of pointless. but uh, It's pretty silly. It, it, it really is just like... It, it's nice. I think I think we miss something in the cutscenes compared to playing the game that's just like the vibe of Twilight Town is just so pleasant. It it really is a part of the game that like you're like god, I I want to move things along and get to Sora, Donald and Goofy and go around all the Disney worlds, but like it's really just nice to hang out in Twilight Town, do the the little job mini games, uh talk to Hainer Pence and Olette, imagine that you're eating ice cream. Yeah, I, I I totally understand that. No, I I think I like it in general, and it is, I think it's cool to have a change of pace like that to start the game. Yeah, it's very different, um, and I I I am really glad that it starts with this because we don't we don't really get much like this anywhere else in Kingdom Hearts. I don't think. Yeah, I guess the the beginning of Kingdom Hearts one, I suppose. Um, yeah, just hanging out on the Destiny Islands, I guess, would be the closest. Yeah. Trying to think how three starts, but I can't remember because it's been a minute. Probably not this. No, I don't we think just so. we get a we get a new character named like Sarkso, <laughs> and he's like, "I live in Nighttime Town. I'm in school right now. Oh man, I'm in a simulation, but it's on a TI eighty nine calculator this time. <laughs> Summer vacation's about to start. I hope I don't die." <laughs> 
Oh no, I have to fight the everybody's. Oh man. Oh man. This sucks. Yeah. Oh well. Oh no, I have to fight my best friend. Let me pull out my keyblades. <gasps> Three? <laughs> Three? <laughs> it's just each each successive numbered title. <laughs> There's a playable character with more keyblades. First one's got it in his mouth. The next one's got it like between his butt cheeks for the fourth one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that'd be good. All right, I'm 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 on board. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts Four. It's dual wielding with your hands, and then he's got two giant Keyblade fangs coming out of his mouth like a saber tooth oh, tiger. Oh, okay. I like that. Well, that's all good and true. Um, but I think we should I think we should wrap this up. We'll be back next time. Well, hold uh, on, uh, hold on. What oh, a, I'm holding on. What about our famous segment we need to do? First? Oh no, I keep forgetting. I need to make a note here. Hold on. Okay. All caps. Don't forget to make an ass of yourself. Yeah. Okay. This is Wish Us Duck, yeah. the segment where we try to sound like Donald Duck, and it's really easy. I need to drink some water first. Okay. Yeah, and I haven't done this since Saturday at this point, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really practiced at all. Okay. Um so it'll probably be good. I can go, you first. go first. Yeah, I can go I can go first, yeah. Man, I kind of almost had it there for a sec. I think. <laughs> I think. I think Discord is hiding it from me again. <laughs> well, you'll get to hear it uh, <laughs> later when you're editing, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Let's give this a go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> that was pretty close. No. I lost it. Pretty. Pretty close. All right, I turned on my sensitivity a little bit. I'm gonna try again. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Oh my god, that was even worse and scarier. I think this is so funny to me because all I'm I'm seeing your thing light up. On Discord, and then I just hear at the, at the very end of it. <laughs> I don't know what's going Discord's on. Discord's like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to transmit that that audio. I'm just not going to do it. I think I have all that stuff turned off, but I guess I'll have to. I'll have to figure that out before next time. The important thing is our listeners get a free bonus each time because I can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like an extra keychain, extra keychain, extra keyblade. Between the butt cheeks, it's an extra. Right. It's an extra Donald Duck impression for me. <laughs> uh, we will be back in January to start Kingdom Hearts three fifty eight days over two, which we are going to watch the movie version because I'm I'm sure that there's a ton of stuff that gets cut from the video game, but that game is fucking long, and there's no reason. To do that to ourselves. Was it a Vita game? Or was it a uh, It is a Nintendo DS game. Oh, okay. Alright. Uh, yeah, so the the full game on the DS, including, like, extra stuff, according to how long to beat, is 34 hours. Whereas the cutscene movie is, like, two and a half hours long. <laughs> 
Sorry, I was just thinking about it. I'm just looking at the platform list for the series right now. It's uh-huh. great. You don't see a big one like this for most series. You know, that's that's an interesting thing, though, because I God knows we've talked about uh, about like, why did they make it so annoying yeah. to play? Uh, I didn't know this. This was not Nomura being like, oh, and then we'll do a DS one and then we'll do it. This was like a everybody wants a piece of the pie scenario. Mm. So like Nintendo like went to Square Enix and was like, can we have one for the DS? And Square Enix was like, yes, you will. And Nomura's like, fuck, now I need to make one for the DS. You know what? Notably, I'm noticing Vita's not on the list, which is just another indicator for how much fucking Sony did not like the Vita or care about the Vita. Yeah, I mean, Birth by Sleep was a PSP game. Yep. I'm trying to remember, because Kingdom Hearts was pretty dormant for a while. I think Coded for phones, and then I think Recoded was maybe also on the DS, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I think there was some years between that and Dream Drop Distance for the 3DS. So it's possible that they were just like, when they were in the Vita era, they just weren't making any new ones, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you say that. Although but I, I think they were just working on Kingdom Hearts 3 for most of that. But You say that, but it looks like the longest gap they went between ever releasing a game was like a year. Is that right? Uh, well, I guess the remixes came out oh, in yeah. like 13 and 14. Anyway, we were trying to end the podcast, and now I'm looking at a timeline of the games. But... Yeah, I'm... let's look at a timeline. <laughs> Everyone wants to hear me look at a timeline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it gets weird also when you introduce the fucking mobile game. Right, you got coded, it, like, in between Chain of Memories and 358 over 2. Yeah, then Kingdom Hearts Key came out in 2013. Oh, God. Oh, right, and it's not fair, because you got Chain of Memories in 04, then Rechain in 07, so it's like, that's not... Okay, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, actually, uh, there's some there's some moderately big Kingdom Hearts news uh, from just earlier this week, which is um, the long-awaited Kingdom Hearts Missing Link beta is going to be happening in Japan, so... I can't do it, but uh, is that a we a, don't re- an MMO? <sighs> we don't really know much about it just yet, but people have theorized that it's going to be a Pokemon Go style walk around game. Oh, and uh, I did read that uh, in the like beta sign up website, it had a thing that was like, "Why why do we need your location data? Because we we need to use it for the GPS feature." There is something also about, like, payments, so it's probably going to be a fucking gotcha game again. I I can't wait for Critical Kingdom Hearts lore to be locked uh, by region. Um, (laughs) You can only only get this part of the story if you're in Japan, and this part of the story if you're in North America. I will say, Nomura Nomura loves the American version of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, that's true. He he does not like to do that. There was... um, because Kingdom Hearts Key, the shitty mobile gacha game, uh, was Japan only for a couple years, and then they made it available, I think, in browser for um, right. worldwide. So, I, I they definitely they they do say on the website that there will be a uh, an English version of Missing Link. Okay. Anyway, all right. Uh, one <laughs> one thing I saw was that Nomura was like. Don't worry. I don't like getting up off the couch, so there will be a way to play this without walking around. <laughs> so, 
I'm looking forward to that. It's probably going to suck, and it's going to have the most important lore in the entire franchise. Awesome. So that'll be fun. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I, I already said this, but I'll say it again. We'll be back in January. We're taking a little break. Not that long of a break, but a little break. Yeah. Uh, Before we come back with days, and then we will finish Kingdom Hearts 2 after that. And yeah, I think that's it. You can find us on Twitter at Sounds About Light. You can find us on co-host at Sounds About Light. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. I'm on co-host at Achilles Heelys. Uh, I think I think that's all my... I don't think I really have anything else to plug podcast-wise besides the usual stuff. Yeah, I mean, Lemon just released a pod, an F Plus that was 337 days old, so I have one <laughs> I have I have one in the I have one in the, <laughs> It's you know, it's in the it's in the hopper there, but I who knows when it'll come out. <laughs> you know, sometimes you record a podcast and then people uh get to listen to it a year later. Yeah. That's fine. And that's fun. The good thing about the F plus is there's no continuity to it. No, yeah, whatever. You know, we it's been going for <laughs> listen. It's been going for twelve years, I think, at this point, or thirteen years, maybe. So you know, They're, the only continuity is that they don't reference no diggity as much these days. Yeah, sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. Well, actually, that episode wouldn't have your your catchphrase on it, would it? The one that's no, the one that we're waiting for does have my catchphrase on it. Oh, okay. So someday you'll get to hear that. Oh, good. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're hosted on noisebase.xyz, the podcast network with all kinds of podcasts like... Uh, there's a new episode of Prime Cuts about Transformers featuring uh, YouTuber Quentin Reviews. If you're a fan, check that out. Oh, great. Check out uh, Pot of Greed. I believe they just have finished Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Oh, wow. All kinds of exciting developments, and I have podcasts on there, too, that you should listen to. But I'm not going to say what they are. you got to figure that out on your own. Oh, I am, though, very excited for whenever your next episode of Dr. Huck comes out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I am. We are going to be watching the Rosa Parks episode of Dr. Who on Dr. Huh. You know what? I've heard, I, I didn't know this when I saw that that was our next episode. I, apparently people like it. I mean, there's probably ways to do that that don't suck. I mean, you hear it and you cringe, but, you know, maybe it I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as long as, like, hopefully Jodie Whittaker doesn't show up and inspire Rosa Parks to fight segregation. As long as that doesn't happen, it could be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I thought that it was an episode that people were like, oh, God, what were they thinking? But apparently it's an episode that people actually like, so we'll see. All right. Anyway, that's a different podcast. Listen to Doctor, huh? Yeah. But more importantly, four keyblades. Five keyblades. Keyblade between the butt cheeks. <laughs> I forgot the word for a second. Why? I, it's a pirate voice now. <laughs> we are pirates with keyblades between our butt cheeks. <laughs> My pirate voice instincts took over. I forgot what the voice was. <laughs> Keyblade. Keyblade. N- Leonard Nimoy, f- famed pirate. Bye. Well, bye. Tomorrow, we search the town. Next day's the fair. The last day of summer. Don't say that. Give me an ulcer. Not if you explode from all that ice cream first. 
Ha, 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 ha.